and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Firearms Cafe. I'm your host, Tony Brown. Today is Sunday, the 26th of February, 2012. This show is part of the Gun Rights Radio Network. Podcasting freedom. One show thingy at a time or something like that. I don't know. You can hear Gun Rights Radio Network on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, or Palm phones. On demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. Gun Rights Radio Network shows can be found under sources. On the show today, we're going to have some follow-up feedback. And before we get into that... Let's go ahead and uh, get our contact info out of the way. If you'd like to contact the show, you can do so a couple of different ways. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. Again, area code 206-745-2731. I do use this voicemail for my other podcast, which is The Armed Ape. So if you leave a message, just make sure that you let me know that it's for Firearms Cafe. If you would like to record your own uh, audio file and send that to me, that's great. Or if you want to just send in a uh, regular email and I can read it out for you on the show, that's fine too. And to do that, you can reach me at firearmscafe at gmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com to go ahead and send the email in. All right, now I had said earlier that we were going to have some follow-up stuff. And this is uh, from Mike, and Mike writes in, He says, Tony, I live in gun-friendly Pennsylvania, which, as you said, has one of the highest numbers of mayors against illegal guns members. When a town near me's mayor stated that he was participating in mayors against illegal guns in the local paper, I immediately emailed him asking why and to reconsider belonging to such an organization. Within the hour, I received an email directly from the mayor of Stroudsburg stating, basically, he was right in being a member and he didn't care what the people thought of it. I politely replied back that I was sorry to hear that he would not reconsider joining Mayors Against Illegal Guns and that I would be recommending the thousands of visitors I have contact with each week not visit his town to spend their money. I've received no reply. On the subject of doctors, I have a local primary care physician, the real small town, lives in town type doctor, I was there for a regular checkup appointment, and recently the pharmacy next door had been robbed at gunpoint for all the painkillers. Knowing that I work in the security field, he was like, you have a concealed permit, right? So why don't you have your gun on? Yes, my doctor carries concealed and even recommended an excellent local trainer. And then we, uh, Mike had a follow-up. He said, did you listen to the Armed American Radio podcast this week? They went over all the mayors that have been arrested that are part of Mayors Against Illegal Guns. A mayor in my county for the town of Coldale was arrested on child porn charges. Take a listen to that show. All right, Mike, well, thanks for sending that in. Uh, just as an aside, uh, the uh, I got his email on February 17th, so that would be the week of Armed American Radio podcast that you'd want to check out. Uh, I, I used to listen to them. I don't that much anymore. Uh, but kind of a, a, with a follow-up of last week's show, you know, this mayor's against illegal guns type thing. It's really just in about two or three states where there's any major interest in it at all. And I think they're doing it just because it's an easy political 
you know, it's easy political points to make type thing. Uh, unfortunately for these guys, or maybe fortunately, I guess I should say for us, is that the acceptance of firearms and the acceptance of gun culture, for lack of a better word, is growing. It's growing by leaps and bounds. And we're seeing that, uh, not necessarily stuff on the federal level, but we're seeing a lot more things on the local and state levels where people are, are saying, you know, I, I do have the right to self-defense and I do have the right to own a firearm and I don't need the permission of the government to carry that thing. So, uh, you know, when we look at states like Arizona, uh, Alaska, Vermont, um, like I think it's Wyoming as well. Uh, also, if you look even at places like Montana, Montana, I think you can carry concealed without a permit as long as you're outside of the city limits, any city limits. Now, I could be mistaken on that. And I, Montana also has a lot of uh, uh, reservations, so I don't know what the law is there um, if you're on a reservation. And it's it's different here. Usually in Arizona, um the, the reservations here, you can't own property there if you're not a member of whatever tribe happens to, you know. So if you're not a member of the Apache tribe or the, uh, you know, Cherokee tribe or whatever, you can't own property there. Um, in Montana, it was different. I guess some of the uh, the tribal nations up there decided that they would go ahead and sell land and things to people uh, who were not tribal members. I don't know what that means as far as as gun laws. If you're allowed to carry on the reservation, um, if you're allowed to, uh, you know, own a certain amounts of guns or certain types of guns. So I am very ignorant of Montana law. So if anybody out there knows uh, what the laws are for firearms as pertains to if you were living uh, on the reservation. So a good example would be, I think it's Flathead Lake is actually on the Indian reservation. And there's a little town there, and and, uh, when we were there, I didn't see any gun stores in in that actual town. Now, in other other things, when you would get off the reservations, you would see them. So I don't know. Maybe I just didn't. There are gun stores there, and I just didn't see it. Uh, So I don't know if they have any prohibitions against having um, gun stores there because it would be considered maybe federal stuff. Again, I don't know. Uh, You know, a lot of this stuff, when you look at the whole sovereign nation of the tribes and all this other kind of uh, stuff. Things get really muddy. Uh, so anyway, we also have a uh, bit of feedback from Lawrence. And Lawrence had called in last on the last show and talked a little bit about the NRA and and uh, kind of basically the gist of it was, you know, where is my money really going? And should I continue to support these guys, that type of stuff? So I'd asked that Lawrence... Uh, if he could, and if he had the time, to give us a little feedback on what some of the gun laws were in Brazil. So let's go ahead, and we'll hear from Lawrence now. Hey, Tony. This is Lawrence. I'm calling from North Carolina, the gun-friendly state where I can open carry. (laughs) Well, um, I would like to comment. Actually, you asked me if I could come back and comment on the gun laws in Brazil. Well, I was born and raised in Brazil. I spent 38 years, the first 38 years of my life in the wonderful place called Brazil. I'm from Northeast, grew up around the sea. Well, back to the issue. Uh, Brazil has a very restrictive 
uh, gun law. We had a moment back in 2005 where we voted uh, against banning the sale of guns and ammunition to civilians. Uh, it was a referendum. Voting was compulsory for people between the ages of 18 and 70. The belief of a fundamental right to self-defense, low efficacy of police, high levels of use of illegal guns in crimes in contrasts to very rare usage of legal weapons, and increasing power of criminal organizations like PCC are some factors that may have influenced 65, repeating, 65% of the Brazilian people to decide to go against the ban. The gun ban proposal received mixed support in the press while celebrities were generally in favor and drew the attention of international uh, organizations such as the NRA and some others. Well, the reality is the people did not want to ban or ban the, uh, the guns. And, well, to see the popular will being disconsidered is very frustrating because the law that took effect right after that, it wasn't the worst and draconian's law in terms of guns. Okay? Uh, all firearms in Brazil are required to be registered with the state. The minimum age for ownership is 25 years old. And although it, it is legal to carry a gun outside a residence, extremely severe restrictions were made by a federal government since 2002, making it virtually impossible to obtain a carry permit. To legally own a gun, the owner must pay a tax every three years to register the gun currently at 60 highs, which is about, it's not that expensive, it's about $30. And registration can be done via internet in our, in or, uh, well, I would say in person or via internet with the federal police. But just because it's easy to apply, <laughs> Uh, that doesn't mean you're going to get the permit. It's just a form of revenue. You know, they generate monies from that. Until the end of 2008, unregistered guns could be legalized for free. The total number of firearms in Brazil is thought to be around 17 million, with 9 million of those being unregistered. I'm reading some stats uh, on the Internet, and I've, I've got some information on Wiki, but most of that I already know from my own experience. Uh, if you are emancipated, if you serve, uh, you know, the military with the military or police before you make to 25 years old, you are allowed to have a gun, but only on duty. And if you have a gun, uh, it only pertains to the fact that you can have it in your house, in your home. In these days, uh, I've been reading the legislation, and in these days, if you want to transport a gun from point A to point B, you have to ask a permit. Uh, 
stating the day and hour you want to transport that gun. And you have a whole lot of rules to do that. Ammunition not even close to the gun. And this is very, very frustrating for most of the gun enthusiasts. I've read of a lot of people that served uh, Brazil in the military and uh, veterans who served in you know, you know, Haiti. Brazil is a leader of the military task in Haiti. Veterans, uh, people who served the country in international mission, they cannot carry their guns outside uh, their homes. And, you know, it's like you don't have any experience with that. And it doesn't count at all. Well, the referendum in uh, 2005 was held in Brazil in an attempt to forbid the sale of firearms and ammunition nationwide. According to the Brazilian Constitution, every citizen has the right to self-defense and the pro-gun campaigners focus their arguments around the constitutional right as well as making economic arguments. Uh, this is uh, this is very, you know, there's, uh, there's always the support of celebrities on the anti-gun side. You know, those artists, they have their own bodyguards, they... They, you know, they ride luxury cars with bodyguards. They don't know anything about the people. But the pro-gun campaigners, uh, you know, question the morality of the government removing a right from its citizens, resulting in a strong feeling among voters that no rights should be ever be allowed to be taken away by the government. Also, there were debates about the significant cultural status of gun ownership in the southern states of the country. Brazil has a tradition. Amadeu Rossi Arms Factory is a hundred years old gun industry. Taurus is like 80 years old. And it's just it's just changed name, but it's been active since the 50s, so it makes 60-some years. But the thing... The thing is, I grew up and you know having a rifle, going out and, and hunting. It was not a problem. And these days, you can't be seen with a gun anymore. And what's interesting? How should I put this? Uh, I served under the dictatorship period, military uh, run in Brazil. We had no problems with guns and families having guns. It was different. Uh, in these days, socialists, you know, people align with the Lula thoughts and, uh, you know, the media, the anti-gun media and artists, they demonized the gun, you know, the gun concept. They don't want people to feel like they can count on that too for the right job, okay? So I'm... Um, um, might be, uh, you know, out of Brazil for quite some time, but I've been visiting lately, and uh, some friends work with the uh, Metropolitan Police with me and then some others who served uh, in the Air Force. They are very frustrated about how govern, uh, government uh, measures have interfered with their rights. 
and one of the things I I hate uh, to see is some years ago we had um, bad guys, gangs burning buses with people inside. You know, they were sure there were no citizens inside with guns, so they could go and they shut the doors and they they just like fire and that. You know, uh, some years ago we we've been to São Paulo and a friend of mine went. For a visit, he went to visit his aunt, and when he stepped out of the bus, there were two guys in the corner, and they say, "What's your business here?" And he says, "Excuse me, well, what's your business here? You've been out for a while. You don't know the rules here. No, just have a net. I want a visitor. Okay, give us some for dinner." And he he had to give like ten reais. And if you open your wallet and he sees money, he just seized it up. He just take your money away. They are armed, and they are, you know, sure that you don't, you're not going to react to that. So that's very sad. Well, I just want to open the debate, and I don't want to put, it, uh, you know, an end to this discussion. There are very good people working for the gun rights in Brazil. Um, we have... Uh, state senator now he's a former state senator and he has an organization it's called Pela Legitima Defesa and I like uh, this man he's a former colonel a police colonel he's, he's called uh, Pais de Lira this guy has a YouTube channel and he's, he's been active trying to defend people's rights to keep in better arms so so uh we see a lot in here in the United States but please don't forget to think you know all brothers around the world trying to have the same freedom we have here so keep an eye open thank you for having me on uh god bless you god bless america all right lawrence thanks for sending that in i appreciate it very very interesting you know it's heartening to to hear that 65% of the people voted against having gun bans. So that shows that, you know, the majority of people, and again, you know, to get people to who are actually going to vote and, and commit to that type of thing uh, when push comes to shove, uh, you know, is, is a really good thing. And it's funny, you know, people are sort of the same no matter where we go. Uh, you know, you You'd mentioned the celebrities, you know, and they don't really know anything about the people. And it's the same here. You know, these guys, you know, you look at somebody like a Rosie O'Donnell or somebody like Matt Damon. You know, they live these uh, because of their, their celebrity status and their wealth. They live these very privileged lives. And I'm, I'm look, I'm not against anybody who's successful. And, if, and uh, especially, you know, some of these celebrities to say, you know, I'm out in the public eye and I'm successful and I'm, I'm a public figure. And so I need to have uh, some armed guards and I can afford to do that. And that's fine. But then don't tell me as the average person that because I don't have uh, a celebrity status that I can't, I can't take steps to defend myself and defend my family to the best of my ability. And that's what really gets me about all these celebrities that you know, when they come out and they're they're against uh, gun ownership and firearms and they want to blame they want to blame the 
You want to blame the tool or the object instead of the person. Um, so, uh, other things, you know, when you uh, when you look at it, it really sounds like Brazil. Parts of Brazil are kind of like a mini New Jersey. Uh, you know, you can't. Uh, you can only have a firearm once you're 25 years old. Uh, you, I'm sure there's bans on 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 uh, um, uh, certain type of weapons that you can have. You know, if you look at New Jersey, same with California. Uh, I thought it was very interesting too. And I'm surprised New Jersey doesn't have something like that. Although they do have something similar in, uh, Lawrence had mentioned that you had to have a permit. You had to have so many rules just to transport the gun, just to go from point A to point B. And so it's, it's very similar to in New Jersey to where if you're going outside of your house with your firearm, from my understanding of the laws there, you cannot, you have to go from your house, point A, to the gun range, point B, and then back from the gun range, point B, back to point A, your house, with no stops, no nothing. Now, imagine if you got into a car accident or if, you know, you had a heart attack or something like that and they took you to the hospital, there may be some uh, exceptions to that rule. At at that point, I don't know, um, because that would be so beyond your control, um, I do, I do think, though, that they don't really give you an exception if you were to run out of gas because I think they would say, look, you know what the law is and you, were, you should have had a full tank of gas to get yourself there and back type thing. Um, let's see, what else was there about that? Um, I was glad to hear, too, that the Brazil, that they, their constitution recognizes that people have a right to defend themselves. Um, one of the things he was talking about was that there was a registration fee just for the guns. Uh, and then, uh, let me pull up his thing here, what he was saying. And he was talking, oh, when he was talking about the concealed carry permit, I guess it's sort of, again, much like New Jersey or California, it's probably a May issue type deal to where it's so difficult to get it that it is next to impossible. And then Lawrence in in a part of his email said that he forgot to mention that a concealed carry weapons permit costs lots of money. The 60 Rias I mentioned is only for registering the gun. Uh, so again, you see that you know while the people are wanting a certain thing, the governments and the and the government workers and the bureaucrats want something else, and the politicians want to limit the people. And so what they do is they throw up tons of these regulations and fees and costs to where even if you could get the permit and they were going to grant it to you. It costs so much that the average person isn't going to be able to get it. Uh, so again, Lawrence, thanks for sending that in. I thought it was a really good and uh, uh, educational uh, audio file that you sent me. So thanks again for sending that in. Uh, let's see. What else did I want to talk about today? Um, here in Arizona, uh, and most people would say that Arizona is a very pro-gun, uh, pro-gun state and that we have a lot of uh, good laws and protections on the books. We still have some that needs to that needs to uh, either be strengthened or be reduced. Uh, so what I wanted to talk about was a few of the bills that we're having um, that are going kind of up uh, for this year to, to to see if if we can do stuff. Um, there's a couple of them uh, that I thought were real interesting. There's I mean there's tons of them um, that are up kind of up for for going right now. Um, one of them that I thought was uh, was good 
is it's Arizona Senate Bill 1496, which um, the title of it is Deadly Physical Force Reporting and Admissibility. And this is just kind of a little quick summary of it. And basically what it says is that if you're involved in an act that involves the threatened or actual use of deadly force, and then you report it to obtain emergency medical um, attention or to get police services, that this bill would make your statement so that uh, recorded 911 call would not be admissible in a criminal prosecution or a civil action uh, except for the purpose of, of impeachment. Um, so basically what the bill is attempting to do is to establish I'm just, I'll read this here. The bill attempts to establish a balance between the need for prompt reporting and your right to remain silent. Uh, so hopefully we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, there is also a, uh, another one here that I wanted to read. Um, it's called the uh, Arizona Senate Bill 1474, which is Weapons University on College Grounds. And it says it's a limited campus carry bill that would allow CCW permit holders to carry concealed on campus, but would allow college and university governing boards to prohibit weapons inside of buildings as long as temporary and secure storage for the weapon is provided. So, again, this would apply to me, let's say that I, were, I, I was in, in uh, Tempe, which is where ASU is. There's a lot of places where you're going to be walking down the street and if you cross maybe onto the sidewalk or you cut across a little area of the campus uh, and you're, you're really not trying to go on the campus, but you're going to be in, in theory, you're going to be on college property, uh, although you're not going to any buildings or anything like that. So what this type of bill does is if it, if it does pass, uh, it, it, these are some of the baby steps that we have to take to get to where People who have a concealed carry permit are going to then be able to keep that weapon with them and they're going to be able to go, you know, eventually onto school grounds. So we maybe hopefully we'll be able to get rid of some of these stupid gun free zones. Um, there was also another one that was uh, had to do with that and it had to do with uh, involving. Um, let's see. This one is, is something that's opposing it. This is uh, Senate Bill 1130, and it says that uh, it makes it a crime to possess a weapon on school grounds. The proposed law would keep law-abiding adults unarmed and defenseless on college and campus universities. So this is something that we're opposing. Uh, let's see. There was one other one that I wanted to... I'm trying to find it here real quick. Uh, let's see, there's a firearms federal law on school premises. Another one, which is uh, House Bill, Arizona House Bill 2719, said would declare that any person lawfully possessing a firearm outside the, the grounds of a school is considered to meet the requirements of 18 U.S.C. Section uh, 922, the federal law that says you need a permit to carry within 1,000 feet of a school. Um, so basically what they were, what, what they're trying to do is if you, in Arizona, of course, we have constitutional carry now. So if you're carrying your gun, uh, and you don't have a permit in theory, if you walked within a thousand feet of a school and you didn't have the permit, 
you would be guilty of a federal crime. Uh, and what this bill attempts to do is to say, basically, since state law says that you can carry without a permit, um, as long as you're not a prohibited possessor, that you could walk, you know, within that and be within that thousand foot boundary of a school, and you wouldn't be uh, committing a crime. Uh, there was also there was one about, and I'm trying to find it. It was about giving uh, professors or teachers at a school at a. Okay, I think I think this is it. Um, this is Arizona House Bill 2254. Uh, titled Community Colleges, Universities, Conceal Weapons. And it allows college and university faculty members who have a valid permit, a CCW permit, to possess a concealed firearm on campus. And again, some people would say, well, you know, how come the teachers get to do it? But a lot of this stuff is going to be baby step stuff. So it's it's things where, you know, once you say, well, it's okay for the teachers and, and to have it, and then once they are on there, and no incidents happen, um, you know, then it, it makes it easier to say. And then, of course, if we get the thing of where people can be on the, on the campus but not in buildings. Um, and, again, you have to remember with that thing about that the, the buildings have to provide secure storage. That may or may not get, uh, that may or may not be the stumbling block on there because they're, the, they're not going to want to do it. So that'll either go two ways. It'll either get defeated because they're going to say it puts too much of a burden on the school to put uh, firearm storage in all the, all, the, uh, all the buildings that somebody could go into, and so it'll get defeated that way. Or it'll, be, it'll go the other way. The, the opposition will say, well, we'll allow this, but we think that's a good idea to have storage but they don't want to pay all that money for it. So they'll say, eh, just let them do it type thing. So and anyway, a lot of this stuff, like I said, is all uh, baby steps. And this is why it's good to belong to a thing like Arizona Citizens Defense League uh, or, you know, for whatever state that you happen to be in. Uh, if, you can, if you can find a state organization uh, that monitors bills and does things like that, it makes it very, very easy for you to just go to their website and take a look. And I've, you know, I've said before that even if you lived in Ohio or even if you lived in Nevada, you may want to give some money to these guys, even if it was just 5 or $10, or you may want to join and be a member. And you said, well, why would I want to do that? And because I don't live in Arizona, so what's the big deal? How does it benefit me if this stuff happens in Arizona? Well, again, it's sort of the same thing of when we got constitutional carry here. Because there were other states that already had it, chiefly uh, Vermont and Alaska, where you don't need a, per, uh, a permit to carry as long as you're not a prohibited possessor, uh, it helped us. And now because of uh, because Arizona has it, and now I think Wyoming has it, I, I and really I think a state like probably Utah is going to get it probably next. Um, Texas may or may not, I don't know. Uh, but anyway... That's some of the reasons why uh, the more the more successes and the more victories that we get in states like Arizona and places like Utah. Like say, so Utah, and again, I may be wrong on this, but I think Utah you can carry on campus there. I don't know if you can go into uh, high schools or elementary schools, but I, I'm pretty sure you can carry as long as you have a permit in colleges. Uh, so that would be like uh, universities and community colleges. 
so what that does is it it says okay well here's basically a huge database in this state and then so once Arizona gets it so then we'll be able to say well Arizona has it and Utah has it and here's these huge databases and all this time has gone by and nothing bad has happened so uh, anyway, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. I know it's a little bit of a shorter show, uh, but I did want to get something out and try and keep on schedule as best I could. So I will talk to you guys next time. Take care, everyone.
Superhuman strength. Oh,